Hello there, D&D aficionados and good peoples of the role-playing pantheon. Welcome to... From a Part 2 A Crimson Nid podcast that will journey with four wayward adventurers into the heart of the Southlands, a land of mystery and adventure, where riches and dangers await those brave enough to cross the wild expanses. My name is Stacy, and my player and game master handle is Dagobah. The campaign setting is Southlands from Cobalt Press. We are using the D&D 5e ruleset, and we game using Fantasy Grounds Virtual Tabletop. So, no more to be said. Let's just sit back, stay tuned, and enjoy. It has been a year, and here we are, freshly arrived at session 27 in 2021. Wow. Who remembers what happened in our previous session? Anyone? Not me. <laughs> I definitely do. That was last well, last year. That was a decade ago. Then Tua's going to give us the, the how-to, what for. I'm kidding. The session begins with everyone on the second floor, within the Nightmare King's or Duskwood's home. As Clicker surreptitiously slips gems and unspelled wands into her backpack, Volga informs the others that she wants to investigate below and discover what is causing the humming harmonics within the piece of blue shard she picked up. Norbert ponders the wisdom of stepping in and out of the dream. And Thorn suffers from a stint of I am not hereism, coupled with a side of I skipping out ishness. Clicker leads him to the basement after tossing her parganberry soaked pouch away. Norbert indicates the locked door, and Clicker easily opens it with a single lockpick. Beyond the door is a pantry, and Norbert is struck dumb. The only locked door, and it's a pantry? Volga senses the harmonization is coming from close at hand. Pleasant smells waft out, tea mixed with the smell that reminds each of you of home. Clicker learns it's more Lembus cakes that have the homey smell, a berry scent she is familiar with, and so she grabs them all. Norbit, bothered by a locked pantry door, discovers a hidden door that reveals a plain-looking chest and a trapdoor. Norbert figures that within the chest is a diamond, and with that thought he regales you on how one puts Russian Volks in a wagon on Black Fridays. As Clicker picks the chest lock, Norbert tears a sconce from the wall. The open chest reveals another piece of blue shard, and all six inner walls of the chest are covered with script and symbols. Dear Thorn, today we totally missed something important because you were very absent-minded. We may have learned something that would have answered all our questions. One of the symbols in the chest we found according to the omniscient narrator voice is the symbol of a tablet. Volga's shard attached itself to a larger shard inside. I worry about you. Clicker. <laughs> when was that? That was uh, that was Clicker. Is that during the session? Yeah, I, don't know. I just uh, you missed out. Yeah. <laughs> that was in the letter that Clicker sent you. Yep, the letter hasn't arrived yet. <laughs> it's got to leave the plane of dreams. Yeah, it's coming on a very slow owl. That was fantastic. I love how you spelled Russian folks into a wagon. But uh, I, I think you misread uh, 
the last line of the paragraph above because it should have been she gnabs them, not she grabs them. <laughs> yeah. Norbert opens the trapdoor and tells the other he sees a ladder leading down with flickering light coming from below. Holding the two pieces of blue crystal, their humming synchronized, Volga places the pieces together and they immediately fuse into one piece the size of her hand, flashing a vision of a large blue minaret floating above the ground. Thorn begins to draw a copy of the chest's innards. Even though having found a sub-basement, Norbert once more asks about leaving the dream, but Clicker and Volga remind him that you need to find the spark that is causing the unbalance that Grandma Elmtwinkle spoke of. And so with that in mind, three of you enter the sub-basement as Thorn continues his drawings. Climbing down 40 feet, you encounter two odd-looking grey dwarf-sized humanoids. As Norbit, being first, calls out a greeting in the language he commands, Volga being last, Wild shapes into a giant gecko. The odd, dwarf-looking people smile warmly and respond in a language that none of you recognize. Although, if Thorn had followed, he might have recognized it. Regardless, the odd-looking dwarves gesture that you should come in, and Norbert presents them with the scones he stole. As Clicker and Norbert head past their hosts, the hidden gecko following on the ceiling, the Darrows surround the party and attack with odd-looking hook weapons. The not-hosts attack as odd. They don't seek to wound, but instead attempt to knock you prone and drag you somewhere. Perhaps it's towards the large dry Darrow that appears moments later. Darkness drops in the hall. The sound of battle subsides. Norbit and Volga stand on one side of the darkness, near the entrance. Clicker is nowhere to be seen. Sounds of scuttling are heard from somewhere in the darkness, and they begin to fade. What are you guys going to do? Well, first things first, can you tell me if I've taken down all the details from the chest? No. You would have heard well, i was going to get you actually to do i was going to do a couple of things before we get started here one of which was to have a little chat with you on what you were going to do thorn one of the things would have been to have a perception check to see if you heard the shenanigans through the open trap door and i think if you look you should probably be able to see the map of where you are yeah yeah so you're standing in front of a chest sitting on a table oh okay that's the chest over there yeah and that chest so all six sides were um, written in scripts and you did recognize one of the the symbol of the tablet. And if you give me um, any kind of skill check that's tied to intelligence probably would be fitting as you're trying to figure, figure if you recognize the language. Okay, I'll, I'll do investigation then, I guess. Yeah, sure. Uh, in the tower? Nah, in the open's fine. Oh, oh sitting on 20 <laughs> but no these new spinning dice are terrible how they they tease you with what they look like they're going to hit on uh so that's a that's a two for five um some of it seems familiar but you know with the things that are going on and with the sounds that are coming from through the trap door it distracts you enough from the drawing that you've you've only hardly begun uh tracing out the intricacies when you hear sounds of battle coming from the the down through the trapdoor. Was I rolling a perception check for that though? I think because of that too there, I'm just gonna let it slide and let your passive perception be enough. 
Okay. Um, with respect to the chest, is it? Can I pick it up and take it with me? You could, but it's one. It's it's a chest that requires two hands to hold. It's not. It's too big to fit in your backpack, but it's not that that heavy. It's just bulky. Okay. Um, I'll take it with me and put it down once I see what's going on. Okay. Uh, I think inside the player's handbook chest is. Yeah, yeah. There's one in the player's handbook. Twenty-five pounds. And um, does it look sturdy enough? Like, yes. if it's going through the trapdoor, I can. If I drop it accidentally, it's all good. The other question was when you guys were upstairs on the second floor. There was some tools, and the question was whether or not you took the tools that you would wanted. Uh, it was that question directed at me. Yeah. W- which tools are we talking about? There was like navigators, navigators tools, tinkers tools. tools, wood carving tools. I think cartographer tools were th- there. I th- think. Okay. Well, I definitely would have taken cartographer tools because I'm proficient in that. I think uh, they should still be in the party sheets. Yeah. I'm not mistaken. Looks like there's still you. You forgot one gem there. Looks like there's still one gem left there. Uh-huh. And two wands are still sitting there. I'll take the gem. I'll take. I'll take them all. Um, the shard of the blue crystal, larger. That's with um, Volga has Volga, that. right? I'll, so I'll remove that. I think you got that in your inventory, yes, Volga. <clears throat> yep. 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 Okay. Uh, so the chest is the thing that I was going to take with me now. Yep, I dropped it in there. Yeah, my conference is okay. You know, as, as good as it can be. Um, so you're talking about a couple of the wands, the stone stone wands, is that it? I'm just thinking, just let me think here for that chest. You can carry it in two hands, but 25 pounds, that's like 10 kilos. Hmm, 10 kilos? 12 and a half even. Roughly. That's a bit much. I, I was really thinking the chest, I mean, it's well done, but it's not that, that heavy. So I'm going to drop it on your sheet and I'm going to change it down to 15 or you can do it yourself 12 and a half kilos would be a decently filled chest for sure of that size so how many pounds is it going to be let's go for 12 pounds there you go I changed it okay um, um, sorry that one's that's the chest I have back at my storage facility that you just changed. Oh, sorry. Uh, did I miss it up? Uh, no, it's well, okay. Sorry, you didn't fix what it. What is your storage facility? So this is all the equipment I had before I was did... captured. Oh, okay. I was going to ask if you... I've, ne- a... I've never got to that place because I haven't got anywhere yet. <laughs> it's always going I, from yeah. one place to another. I, I remember I asked uh, Dagobah at some point if we could um, delete whatever was was back in the slave camp because we would never have a chance to retrieve and he said yes so it's no longer it there was all for me. stolen oh, this this wasn't at um the slavers camp this is somewhere no, else this is this was where you were uh, back in where you were taken which i think was in saf saf yeah yeah so th- this i've stored it in um the uh so i've got a a guild i'm with and it's with them yeah mm-hmm 
So I don't know whether it's going to expire and they can sell it off, but at least <laughs> it's over there. Okay, I'm going to take Clicker quickly into a private channel. In one second. Where, where? Getting, forgetting how to do this stuff. Okay, here we go. Okay, clicker. Uh, so, just a very quick question with respect to where we hear? left off. There's some things that could happen. Wait, 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 wait. Stop. Mm -hmm. Did you not hear anything I said? No. Uh, Craig is not with us. That's fine. Doesn't have to be. I record via two things. Craig records one way, and then my computer records as well, so... Yeah. It's a bit yeah, of a pain I... to deal with the tracks after, but it, it does the trick. Um, but that just reminded me, uh, what server are we on? I have 270 milliseconds delay. We are Singapore. Mm. Oh, no, we're not in Singapore. I was experimenting and I moved. Okay, hold on a second. <laughs> that killed Craig. <laughs> I was uh, 100 milliseconds down right away. I'm now at 170, which is handleable. Or 180. There, Craig's rejoined. Okay. All right, so the, the, the quick question is, with respect to where you are now and what you'd seen, do you want to keep that as a surprise? Because I could have, I can talk without mentioning his name, or we could do things in a private channel. Which A would you prefer? Are you still there? Ivan? Oh my god. I can't I can't I can't have fantasy grounds in the foreground unless I wanna uh, Oh with your, like, yeah. your well, button. With with the push to talk, yeah. I always have to click on something else. That's uh Yeah, it's good programming. But um no, we can we can definitely keep it a secret. Sure. I can work around it. So better to, to stay in the private channel. Uh, I don't, I mean, if you can make it work without the private channel, I think that's, that's cooler for everybody to just, you know, tease them and, uh, increase the hype, maybe give somebody an idea, uh, who it could be, but, um, I, I might, yeah, cause I was thinking we could potentially have a conversation where you question, ask him things and I can answer in, in his voice and whether or not they pick it up, it's up to them. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if, if he has to talk, then sure. Okay. The w one other thing that I was going to mention to you is that you should see from the line of sight of your character that I forgot to mention um, the last session was that when you look, as you are being dragged uh, past that, the where the cavern opened up, you saw a bunch of green glowing candles to the north as you were being dragged off to the south and even though you're being dragged off can you just give me a quick perception check 
<laughs> that new dice. Wow, that is just hilarious how it just teases you. Um, so as you were being dragged off, you did notice, because it was so odd, was that instead of the green the, the green light coming from this candles being, you know, casting a spherical glow about them, it seemed like they cast light up a bit, but it seemed like the light was being dragged down. Interesting. Around the curvature of the rocks? What's that? It, like around the curvature of the of the rocks, or are they still going in a straight line, like light does? Because it wasn't difficult to notice this because it's so blatant. That's why a roll of eleven is enough that you you'd seen this. But you noticed it's been dragged down. But because you rolled eleven, you don't know you didn't notice more than that. Just that it dragged down mm -hmm. instead of just spreading up as how light normally spreads. Even though this mm -hmm. is green. Okay. Okay. And then we'll go back to the other channel and, and I will respond in character and whatnot if you want to ask questions. Yep. Okay. We are back. Okay. So first off, let's... Everything okay with you, Daria and Mick? And uh, still having issues. But charge on regardless. Oh, you're oh, you're not even connected to fantasy grounds. Okay. <laughs> no. I'm generally fine, but I can't open the map to see where I am. I try to click in stuff. That is because you should still be able to see. Uh, I'll I'll share this map. It will be completely black for Thorn. And it will be completely black for you as well, Volga, because at the end of last session, you and Norbit stepped into that the darkness as you went after as you as you went after Clicker. So at the moment, the last thing that that happened was Norbit put his hand against the wall and entered into the darkness, and you quickly followed and put your hand on his shoulder as you were as you gave him guidance. Yep, that's what happened. And otherwise you can't see anything. As far as you know, it's still morning. The sub-basement has a chill on the air and it feels like it's maybe 20-ish degrees centigrade. So, first I'll start with Thorn and Volga. What did you guys want to do? Well, if I hear combat, I will um, hurry on um, where my colleagues went. Yeah, okay. So you are going to be able to easily scale down the climb down the ladder. And as you climb down the ladder, you will find yourself even with a chest in hand, it's not difficult to cl clamber down the ladder. And you find yourself here. You climb down the first ladder, leads you down 20 feet. And then you see there's another ladder that leads down another 10 feet. And that's where you see that there is a, a torch on a wall with a cheery glow coming from it. And then you can see that uh, there's another ladder that leads an additional 10 feet down. And but the ceiling goes down 
diagonally as you clamber down those ladders. So it's a little bit difficult from where you are to see what's on the floor ahead other than you can, it looks like you can see some benches. Okay, so I'll make my way down as best as I can. Okay. I think I uh, got token lock is on, okay. In the, in the utter darkness, you guys continue to move forward one step at a time. Okay. I will point out that although you've got a circle of blackness there, there seems to be two tokens on top of that that I can see. Yep. A That's just would... to indicate to, to Norbit and Volga where they had last been, but I'm not telling them any more. Depends on what they say to me to determine where they go. Okay. It is a little bit of a shame that darkness doesn't prevent, like that mask doesn't prevent your your line of sight from going past it. I know, I've noticed that. That's that's unfortunate. Yeah. Well, they'll fix that shit eventually. Can can we still hear a clicker and a creature? It had moved off, and every once in a while you can hear the odd bit of scuttling. But it bounces off the walls a little bit. But before we go any further, I'm going to check quickly with Clicker. Because at that point, I think that was enough of a turn that this guy does. Continues to drag you along the floor, Clicker. As you get in closer, you can clearly see that the the half spider half gray dwarf with a weird mouth is pulling you towards you can see two cocoons on the floor one of which um you can see the head of one a person a humanoid figure sticking out of one cocoon the other cocoon is completely wrapped the one with the head sticking out its eyes are closed as the large creature continues to drag you in and places you beside it and starts spinning a web about your torso. As we enter the room, Lickers is... Ah! Yes! I am ready! I am ready for whatever assignment you have. What do I do? And with a couple of the limbs, the spider, with a couple of its leg limbs, pushes your arms against it as it starts wrapping strands of web around you. It looks at you, its eyes seem to be gleaming, and saliva seems to be dripping down. And with that strange three-crease mouth, it grins wildly, its teeth showing. And it looks at you and a couple of its extremities kind of poke and prod at your torso. And in a language that you do not recognize, it utters a couple of things. Although, actually, you can give me... Because you are studied in one specific thing that you studied a lot of when you were in the tunnels back at home. Hmm. So if you've got a skill that you might think, I'm thinking kind of like insight. To determine what? Because it would be a wisdom-based skill. 
even though the language you don't recognize, there are certain ways in which it speaks that remind you of some of the things that you read about aberrations. So clearly something is off here because there is those sounds. I mean, you've read about it and it just kind of triggers in your mind as you you uh, say that you're ready and stuff like that. That thought comes to your head. Spider-like creatures clearly have a very distinct accent. <laughs> do, do I hear Clicker at all? To know where Clicker's coming from? You can give me a perception check. Because he kind and, of exclaimed um, out quite loudly. Oh, sorry, she did. I have I have one question. Is it yes. possible for Clicker to, in a hidden manner, um, like, um, palm a dagger? Give me a sleight of hand check. <laughs> yeah yeah as you're doing there and exclaiming and as it's because your your dagger's being on your belt and as it's it's holding your arms against uh the side of it you manage to pull a dagger from your belt as it's spinning its web and one more second need to make a roll here The figure on the floor, its eyes remain closed as you squawk. So as you were walking in Thorn and coming down the, the ladder carrying your chest, you hear the sound of Clicker's squawk coming from the southeast. You also hear the sound of tripping footsteps much closer to, to you as you get down that last bit of the of the ladder. It's also weird that I can see that there's some sort of unnatural blackness there. From where you are, look, peeking around the corner, you absolutely, it's definitely unnatural. Okay. And I can see clearly off to the uh, sort of northeast. Yes. And you see gems and whatnot, raw crude gems lying on the floor. Okay, I'm going to put down the chest uh, for now, near the, step, uh, near the ladder, and yep. um, I'm going to cast Invisibility. Okay. Just drop that on yourself. I will. Norbert and Volga, do you guys continue to follow along the wall? Yes. Yeah, until we get out of darkness, I hope. Well, that sound effect worked. It did. So I'll be creeping along the northeast as far as I can go. Okay. Which will be about 20. You know what I'm going to do is I'm just going to put... So that's what we'll do. So you cast a visibility yeah. on yourself. Drop the chest and you move 20 feet. You can still move... Unless no, I, I cast invisibility, so I can't move anymore. And I'm, oh, is it? It, it uh, drops your speed down. Oh, or because you've got. No, 
I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, weighed yeah, down gotcha. by stuff. Yep. Since Norbit is still not connected to Fantasy Grand, are you do you figure out how to connect to Unity now? I've uninstalled everything and we've gone back to scratch to start again. You're installing right. Fantasy Ground Unity though, right? Yep. Yeah, okay. C can I ask who Davy Crockett is, by the way? Oh yeah. He is a person that I was using to test line of sight. Oh, okay. I was trying to figure out how do I remove Volga and Norbit's line of sight when they're inside darkness and I was struggling and struggling and then I was just like oh just take him off the map <laughs> <laughs> yeah that'll work that works and that's probably oh, why you so you were trying to before Dari you're going I can't find the map that I totally understand now because you're not on it yeah your token isn't on it and when your token isn't on it you're not able to as normal if you double left click on the right avatar in your main window normally will open the map unless you're not on a map okay so because norbert isn't there can you give me a just roll me a d10 please volga guys moving slowly shuffling every once in a while cracking your foot on some loose rocks or stepping on a, a particularly jarring sharp rock you continue to slowly move your way forward but you have not yet reached the extent of the darkness okay back to you clicker the half spider continues to wrap up your torso it takes it's really quick in its motions as it continues to wrap you up in the webbing it looks like it would take you're almost completely wrapped up your arms are bound to your side your legs are bound it's putting just additional layers of webbing about you as you lay there still completely awake and as it's doing it the rear part of its torso backs up against the, the wall to the north of you. And it looks like it's about to, as it continues to wrap you up, it looks like it might be crawling up the wall shortly. Anything you would like to do? Yes. Um, first off, you... I just, so I didn't understand a word, right? I just recognized that this is some sort of spider accent of... There was, it's not the accent in particular. You just read that about ab uh, certain aberrations and things like if something was becoming an aberration, you heard that its speech patterns changed. And so there was things that it said as it was talking, not accent wise, but clearly some utterances that just made you, reminded you of that bit of text that you'd read what seemed like decades ago but yes you do not recognize it it you do not recognize it as deep speech so in deep speech your speech clicker is going to try to respond okay 
and says, Let me know what I have to do. I am your minion. Okay. It looks at you for a long moment. That smile is still on its face. A couple of its limbs, of the eight limbs, stops in the spinning, but the two of the other ones continue in the spinning and wrapping. It's not got its full attention as it looks at you. Its head tilts to one side. And let me roll again. The figure just beside you moans and its its head moves from left to, to right. Its eyes remain closed. The spider, briefly its eyes pass to it and one of its limbs quickly just goes and, and it checks the, the webbing on that other figure, but then it immediately goes back to continuing to, to wrap you. Is it also wrapping Clicker's head? Nope. It leaves your head completely alone. As there is no response, Clicker now is going to start um, trying to saw through the blade. Uh, sorry, through the net, through the webbing. Okay, so you're going to try to slowly start sawing through the webbing while it's still putting webbing on you? Mm. Okay. Just so that um, as more and more layers of webbing are coated around her, um, it doesn't completely make it imp make it completely impossible to to move at all. So, so you're not like sticking the point of the dagger out and then... You no, know, no, no, no. No, no, she's okay. just trying to maintain a minimum of uh, mobility with that hand in the dagger. Okay. Then I would say, give me a... Yeah, sure, sleight of hand. Yeah, nice. Well done. Okay, let's go back to Thorn. So I'm going to keep creeping around, see if I can find a way around the corner up the top here. Okay. So I'll go to there. As you continue moving in that direction. Can, can you clear that? To there, yeah. As you continue moving north, you can hear the sound of water lapping. Where is that coming from? North or south? You can hear it coming from your northwest and you can hear a softer sound of it coming from your southeast okay i'm gonna keep creeping around um do i need to make a stealth check to not be detected or um, yes oh and by the way sorry i should have mentioned okay so i'll remember that you're there when you were here you would have noticed that there would have been about four bodies just lying on your side of that wall of darkness. They're all, they're size of dwarves, but they don't quite look like dwarves. And you can see that they seem to be pixelating a little bit. And give me one other perception check. Pixelating meaning they slowly seem to be dissolving. Yeah, that's good enough. That was a 13. And as they're dissolving, as they seem to be pixelating, it seems to stop for a minute. And then when it stops, you kind of see very quickly 
another image that seems to be superimposed on it. Not of this gray dwarf looking humanoid, but instead very much a dwarf. But then that image disappears and that pixelating image again reappears. And you can see that that pixelating as you were walking past, it's 13. No, no, you don't. That's all you notice. Okay. So, um, I think I was Four there. bodies were there. Okay, yeah. Um, so I am going to attempt a stealth check. Yep. Uh, do you want me to do that um, in the tower? Nah, that's fine. Yes, in a tower. Yes, yes, in a tower. That's why I asked. Okay. As you get to that, so having heard as you're sneaking careful not to jounce the and jostle all the coins in your backpack and hearing the the lapping of water as you get to that corner looking to the southeast you also see the light green light that is flickering up but with your passive perception versus the perception because that perception check i had you roll back down there but coming around that corner passively what you would have noticed is that that green light it's odd it doesn't come up like a sphere coming up around a, a high candle as you would expect it to do instead the light seems to bend and it goes back down but it goes back down in such a fashion that you notice that it's not uniformly going down it seems to be the 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 two candles that you can see it seems like they both are bending down more to the southwest than to the southeast or northeast i don't understand what you mean by bending down are, are they illuminating the southwest more than the southeast so think of refracting light so instead of it just going out equally in a five foot or ten foot sphere instead it seems like the light is refracting and going in a direction that is not how light should normally go it's like it's traveling through a, a separate medium something like that or something is pulling the photons towards it and you, you do notice that the more light seems to be going to the southwest from the sources that you can see than any other direction Okay. Well, I'll keep creeping around. I've got about five more feet of movement, and that'll be me done. Okay. Norbert and Volga, you guys continue your slow moving, and as you continue your slow moving, you find yourselves... I can't see the map. No, you can't. Not yet, you can't. Now you should be able to see it. You guys... As you continue slowly moving with your hand against the wall, you take a couple steps forward and you suddenly pop out of from the sphere of darkness. And as you pop out, you too can see out of the corner of your eye green wavering light that is coming from your northeast. And 
Volga, with your passive perception, you would have noticed the same thing that I was mentioning to Thorn, except, of course, that light is bending to you. The closer candle, the light bends to the north. The candle that is to the the further candle, its light is bending down to the west. Can I hear or see clicker or the creature? Your line of sight should answer that question. Can I hear no. clicker? <laughs> uh, okay, passively as you notice that. That you're specifically wanting to detect clicker, I'm going to get you to roll. So give me a perception check. Your attention is caught on the the candles, but for a moment, you think you hear something that's coming. Was that coming from the east, or was it coming from the south? You're not sure, but it wasn't coming from the northeast. But you too can hear the subtle sound of lapping water coming from the northeast. What will you two do? You both, at this moment, you guys have only moved 10 feet, so you both still have 20 feet of movement. Uh, I'm gonna go 20 feet forward and uh, see what's down the central path that goes south. Okay. Are you sneaking? No, I'm running. So you quickly move forward, looking to the passage to your, directly to the east. You see that there is a bit of small rocks strewn about the floor in front of you, um, but you don't see anything else at the moment. What about you, Norbert? Uh, yes, I'm going to do whatever it is that someone thinks I should do. What, can't you see? Uh, we're having a few issues still. Okay, so you run forward, Volga, and Norbert stays in place, uh, unsure of what to do. But you, as you move to where you are, Volga, you can see there are four candles. It is clear that you can see that all four, the light from them bends towards the center of each. So they where all four of them cross each other, it seems to gather at that point and go down into the, the chasm below. That's all very interesting, but I'm really worried about Clicker. Yep. Okay. Um, if, if I dash, I have like 25 more feet of movement, right? No, because or that last I perception, perception check I made you do yeah. was an action, so... Okay. Dash. Okay, then I'm done. All right. Let's get back to Clicker. Having f the spider, half spider, finishes up its wrappings. And as it finishes up its wrappings, it starts to scramble up the wall. And as it scrambles up the wall, it's on the ceiling above you. It's only an eight-foot ceiling, so it's not that high. So it's, you know, between you and it being such a big creature, there's probably about a only a five foot gap as it hangs above you from the wall from 
the wall above. And give me another second here. The humanoid beside you, its eyes blink open and it kind of looks to the left and to the right. No, it, it looks up and it sees the creature and its eyes open wide. And then it looks over towards and sees you there. And it says, Clicker. Don't let it, don't let it drip on you. As it says that you can see that the spider is squeezing something on its torso. And you can see a substance starting to fall down towards your face. What do you do? Family viewing right here. Flicker's going to try to <laughs> um, pull her head away and dodge the uh, dripping. All right. You can give me... Because you are wrapped up, I'm going to say it'd be an athletics check as you try to contort your way out of the way. Yeah, good job. So the drip drops down and it, it hits your cheek, missing your beak and uh, the orifices that might lead within. Do you do anything else? Um. She will. She will briefly look over to the, to the other person, and start sawing more viciously. Okay. And now trying to trying to free herself. Okay. So give me, give me your. Give me your dagger's damage roll. Max damage. <laughs> so as you start sawing vigorously now at this point, you manage to cut through the strands and free... I don't know if it's your right or your left arm, but you've managed to free one arm. Right. Mm -hmm. Alright. Yep. And... Return to Thorn. Sorry, you, were you going to say something? Yeah, yeah, she was just going to gonna uh, shout out. You lied? You're not helping? I'm not your servant. Okay. Having shouted that out, Volga, Norbit, and Thorn would have all heard the shout. Which echoes... It, it echoes pretty bad, but the, the greater sense of that sound is coming... From the south. Thorn. I'm going to keep creeping around, I guess. Okay. We'll get to there. You sneak around. You can see as you sneak around with your dark vision, there's no other than the green light from the four candles in front of you. There is no other light. And you see that there is the passage to your west leads down. Uh, slopes down to some water that is slowly lapping against the cavern floor. And from where you are there, passively, you wouldn't see anything. Are you going to do anything else as you notice Volga now is standing on the other side of the chasm? Where is um, the sound coming from further south than 
this yes. cabin that I'm in. Yes. And this on on the edge of this cabin here, these candles, yes. Um, yes. they're up on pillars or something. Yes, you can see that the candles, four bits of floor remain standing as pillars against the chasm. Uh, you see that three of the four pillars have candles with the, the green flames on it. The fourth candle is on the main cavern floor to the south. And you notice that the the pillars, they don't look very strong. And that's about as much as you could tell as you sneak up in that moment without taking a, a closer look. And how, how far down is the um, drop? From where you are, you think that it looks more than 10 feet. More than 10 feet? Yep. Okay. You'd need to be closer to the edge to see for sure. And that's just from looking over here. Oh, come on. So... From looking over here, you can see... Whatchamacallamacallam? Terraces that lead down. Steps. Yeah, from there you can see that it looks like it's closer to to uh, 20 feet. 20 feet down. At, at the edge. But, and, and with your passive these... perception... Yeah? And with the light that is pulled towards the, uh, the... All that light being pulled to the center, you do see that there is water at the bottom of that chasm, but there looks like there's something in the center of that light. It's hard to see with the light reflecting off the surface of the water and it being dark down there. So these th these are candles creating this light? Yes. How are they attached to the pillars? Are they easily removed? They just look like black candles, wax candles that are sitting there, and they only look like they're about nine inches high. So like between your thumb and your index finger? Ah, uh, less than that. So, like, close to nine inches. Fairly fat. Okay, and, uh, like, there's wax pooling at the base, and that's how they're standing up? Is that the... how it's going? With that passive perception, you do not see wax pooling. So how are they standing on the pillars? I'm just seeing whether I can pick them up or not. From where you are now, you... Would and looking at that without seeing wax pooling as you would expect, you think that there might be something arcanic to the, how they're standing there. Okay, am I able to jump across? You could certainly give it a try. Yeah, I want to. It's not that big a gap. No, it's, it's the same height, not right? that big of a gap. Okay, uh, that's your turn, Norbit. What are you what, doing? Why? Why is it my turn? Oh, I thought you said you're still sneaking. Yeah, I've only okay. Had my all right, so, sorry. So you you snuck up to there. Then what are you going to do? And then I was gonna. I've used my move action, and now I was going to use my action to keep moving and jumping across. That was the plan. Okay. All right. So. <laughs> why not? This is a very short jump, so I'm not going to say athletics at all. 
because and normally your jump distance wouldn't really matter because you're underneath your jump distance as opposed to your strength, I suppose it is. I forget what that is. It's five feet, yeah. Yeah. But I will say because of the size of that surface, it would be uh, acrobatics. And as you look at it, I mean, you can see that the top part is much thicker than the part that leads down to the water below. Yeah, we'll see how we go. I want to... I wanna trying to stir whatever ritual's going on. Okay. So give so, me your acrobatics check. Okay. Well, it could be athletics if you want to tie dex to it. Ah, no worries. You jump across, and as you land there, it is surprisingly stable. You don't feel any crack or any shifting of the pillar as you land on it. And as a free action, can I try and pluck the candle? Yes, you may try. So you reach down and you grab at the candle. And I need you to give me another strength check. Strength check? Okay. Yep. Or athletics. Well, um, okay. Whatever. I'll just do athletics. They're the same, but... Are you... Sorry, wait, wait, wait. Are you just going to grab it and just yank on it? Well, I don't see any other method of collecting it. Or are I you mean, just going to try to pick it up a little bit more delicately? Oh, I won't be trying to pull it out. I'm, I'm trying to preserve it as much as possible. I mean, All if right, it's just looking me, like a, a candle, then... Give me a sleight of hand check, but tie it to your strength. This is Ivan. I'm also known as Gregory Dog, the Hammer Dog Games Community Manager, and I'm playing Clicker, a Ravenfolk locksmith. Hello, my name is Atua, and I will be playing Thorn of the Tiefling Bard. Hi, I'm Darium. I'm playing as Vargashelis, the Farwork Druid. I'm Mick, and I play Norbit. And then there is me. I am Dagaba, and you're listening to a Crimson Nib podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Crimson Nib or at Facebook.com slash Crimson Nib. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please rate and review me on Google Podcasts, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. So until next time, good people, adieu.